by split decision. Hello, welcome everyone. This is Split Decision UK and what what an extraordinary weekend of uh, action we've had. We've had the USC in Stockholm. We've had Anthony Joshua out in New York. We've had what we had, the Cricket World Cup for like the one cricket fan listening that started. And of course, Liverpool and our six times champions of Europe. And that leads me on nicely to our resident Tottenham Hotspur fan, Matthew Clark. How are you doing, sir? I was doing okay until you mentioned it. <laughs> I thought I'd get it in. We haven't you spoken. Up, you utter bastard. <laughs> <sighs> oh, wow. What would you make of that? Might as well uh, get it out of the way. No. Look, do you know what? For some reason, I, I was more just relieved it was over. To be honest, it had been consuming me for too long. And I was just happy it was over. Um, obviously, I was gutted on the night, but can't dwell on it and... Both teams were awful. Yeah, I don't know if you saw it. It was terrible. It was terrible. You, you could tell there was a break between the three, uh, the three weeks between the season ended and the actual final. But I thought they were there for the taking Liverpool. But um, yeah, we were pony. What yeah, more can I say? Nice they let me s- down. It's nice to see you've taken the sort of Rose Namajunas uh, mindset coming out of that. But, What's uh, that? Then? Well, it was almost the the relief of not being a champion. Yeah, the pressure. Yeah, it was. It was too much, mate. It was too much. I, I was saying, I, li- I liked it when we were coming ninth and uh, making it to quarterfinals of mm. the Carling Cup. That's what it's all about. Definitely. The easy days, mate. Yeah. What have you been up to? Yeah, not a lot. My sister's birthday at the weekend, so happy birthday to her. Went round with mum and dad yesterday, and uh, yeah, that's about it. Back, back on the grind. Back on the grind. That's it. So. And- and- it's Monday evening. This uh, not too bad. It's been hot, and it has been hot this this weekend. But yeah, it's a Monday evening now, so we're a couple of days out from UFC Sweden, Stockholm. Some big fights in there. Some uh, well, one big major announcement, main event: Anthony Smith beat Alexander Gustafsson, light heavyweight, fourth round rear naked choke finish. Gustafsson, he's retired now. Called it a day after that one. Put his gloves down. Anthony Smith, I think. I think he's done a lot to, to further enhance his uh, sort of stature among MMA, MMA fans, which has been growing pretty rapidly over the course of the last few months anyway. Yeah, he's showing he's not a flash in the pan, which I think some of us probably thought he was, didn't we, after he beat Rashard? Definitely, and... definitely a lot of people out there, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I was I... unsure, I'll admit, I was unsure. Yeah, I'll tell you what though, during the Jones fight, I thought he actually held himself really well. We sort of spoke about it last week, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, and like you say, he certainly enhanced his sort of credentials at the top end of that division. And where he goes from here is probably go after some of the names that Jones sort of outlined himself in an interview a couple of weeks ago that he wants to fight and, and try and knock one of them off the perch in order to get back in there with Jones himself. With regards to Gustafsson, that is pretty gutting news, if you ask me. He's uh, he's, a, he's an all-time legend, of course. He's, I, I remember... I think it was the first UFC game on PlayStation or whatever it was. Gustafsson was like the best fighter on there. So I always remember playing as him as that. And it's sort of, that, that must be like, what, 15 odd years ago now. So that, that shows how long he's been doing it. And pretty good as well. <laughs> what, on the game or in real life? Both. It was Well, he was outstanding on the game, but he's, he's outstanding in real life as well. And obviously disappointing. He, he never got hold of that belt and, there was only two men sort of that ever beat him, really. Yeah, like when he was in his prime, and it'll always be remembered, certainly from me and I'm sure everyone, about that first Jones fight. And I think the one that goes under the radar is that DC fight as well. I could have easily been given Very to close. him that decision. Properly tested DC. And DC put out a nice message as well on Twitter. Did you see to Gustafsson? Uh, I did, um, but do you class. want to divulge? What he said exactly? I haven't got what he said. No, right, okay. Yeah. It was nice though, wasn't it? It was very nice, <laughs> yeah. Showed his class there, definitely, DC. But he's sort of regarded as a nearly man. We, I sort of described him as the Andy Roddick last last week. That was a nice reference, yeah. And um, I'd I wanted to be sort of remembered for sort of better than that because it's more than just someone who lost three nearly times. Made it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, he's... He's done so much for the sort of Scandinavian region, Swedish MMA. It's so big over there. And that's pretty much 
solely down to him, particularly in Sweden. And hopefully he's recognised as such for sort of putting that much into European MMA and the UFC in general. Hopefully a, a Hall of Fame spot or something. I know it might sound a bit silly considering like he's never won a title and things of that nature. But for the things he's done for that sport uh, in that country, it's just remarkable, I think. Yeah, definitely. And, and to add to that, when I was out in Bangkok in December with his um, his fight with John Jones, obviously I was in a, a, bar, a pub at eight o'clock in the morning or whatever it was. And uh, there was a group of, of Swedish, uh, well, men and women there fans obviously of of his probably about yeah. 10 of them and that they were all over it they were they were properly invested in it so it kind of goes to show that even halfway around the world in bangkok swedes are still turning out at uh not not too pleasant a time in the morning to go and watch him so yeah i think that's testament to him are, are you sort of not glad he's retired but are you, are you sort of happy to see someone sort of go out on their own terms rather than sort of lose quite a lot on the bounce and then sort of go when in, when it sort of faded like a shadow of themselves. Obviously, he's not as good as he was a probably probably a couple of years ago. But at least he's sort of gone out on his terms and not a faded fire and taking unnecessary damage. And I think so. Of that nature. I think so. And I think because he he fought John Jones and came up short. Uh, uh, Anthony Smith. He fought John Jones afterwards. Came up short as well. I think obviously this is the, the second best man in in the division really. Uh, and when you can't beat him. You couldn't beat John Jones twice, you know. Even if you beat Smith, it's going to be difficult to fight for the title again. So I think I think it makes sense. Obviously, it's a shame, but I do think it makes sense, and I think it is a good decision. I like to say he's taken the taken the, the matter into his own hands at the, at the right time. I think as well. So yeah, it is a good decision. Yeah, I think as much as it will take away from us fancy and fighters, we like to see fight. I think it's. I'd like to see more people do that, to be honest, sort of go out when they know they can't win the title anymore. So like it, like you say, he couldn't beat Jones, but in the back of his head, he thought because he had that injury, he said he had that sort of, he thought took the fight away from him against John Jones in the back of your head. You're thinking, or oh, maybe that was the reason I lost and I can go again. But then to go a couple of months later and then lose to Smith, who was also lost to Jones. I think it sort of uh, validated his feelings that, yeah, I'm probably never going to win that title. I might as well hang him up. What's the point of being the nearly man in here? What's the point of being a journeyman, a gatekeeper? I want to be in it to be the best. And if he can't, fair play to him. Let him crack on with something else. And I'm more than happy to see him do that, to be honest. And old Lionheart Smith, 11 to 5, was the price we put out going into this fight last week. So uh, hopefully someone made a nice few pennies on that. Yeah, I, I didn't put it on, even though it was my tip. <laughs> but it was a... It was always a decent shout, wasn't it? Yeah, definitely. And he, he did do well. And I was, obviously, give some credit to Smith. I was impressed with him. I think it's a, a big win for him. Like you say, he sort of reasserts himself that he's not a one-hit one, one hit wonder. He's not a one-trick pony either. Uh, getting the submission win. Obviously, he's got power in his hands. And Gustafsson was very wary of that. But speaking of power, shall we move on to an, another set of light heavyweights? Oh, Rakic. Yeah, Rakic up against Jimmy Manua. Jesus Christ, what a knockout that was. Oh, it's rank, wasn't it? Oh, I was almost sick, yeah. I mean, I, I knew I knew the result going into watching this because obviously I was out. Oh, I didn't know it. That was a complete so it surprise to me. Yeah, so I, the surprise element was not there for me, so I could see it coming. I had prepared myself. Um, oh, yeah. So talk me through it, Joe. You're sort of settling down. You're looking to sort of cheer on a young, young uh, Londoner, Jimmy. Yeah, forty I mean, seconds in. What's your reaction? Forty-seven seconds in, wasn't it? So not a lot had happened, but Jimmy had thrown a few, maybe two big, wild left hooks. That was obviously his plan, I think. Try and counter and just land. Rakic looked impressive. He looked big as well. He did look big, and then out of nowhere, that is one of the worst knockouts I've ever seen. Out on his feet, yeah. out on his feet, wasn't he, man? Yeah, and just the full face. Of I think the, the fall shin. made it worse, mate. Yeah, the, and he was leaning into it. Sort of Rakic done well with his hands to set it up. Manu was sort of ducked into it, met it full force, straight back, head slamming off the canvas. Was very uh, wasn't pleasant. Till Masvidal like with the fall, wasn't it? He was yeah. out when he was Scary. standing and then just dropped up. Yeah, he was out for a Absolutely. long time as well, wasn't he? Well, they went for a break and come back and he was still out. I know. Yeah. Awful. 
Awful. So what what happens with uh, Manoa now? Oh, I, I, we talk about Gustafsson sort of retiring it. on his own terms. That's it. I would you, you don't want to tell someone to retire, do you? But you you want you don't want to see someone keep getting hurt. I mean, that's, that's three out of the last four. He's been knocked out cold from memory. That's a lot of knockouts, isn't it? And he's what is he? Thirty nine, forty. I think he's thirty nine. So, so but that, that is, I think he's been knocked out because you had the. I haven't checked his record, so you can correct me, Joe, if I'm wrong here. But Ozdemir was a was a clean knockout, wasn't it? Yeah, so he's had five losses. Well, he's had six losses in his career now. Five of them have been KOs. But three of the last four, so that's like two years' space. Yeah. Santos was a war. You had, um, what's the other one I'm forgetting? Oh, no, no, this one just as well. Rakic. So, yeah, man. I don't know. I think he, he might want to have one more in London, but you'd have to opt against it, particularly when you're sort of on pushing 40, like we say. You don't want to keep get, taking damage like that. One, It's just not worth it, no? I think you feed him Simon Safarov in London. I think that's what you do. <laughs> well, I don't know, man. He's a monster. He's a, he is. Big Simon. He is. <laughs> he is a monster, yeah. But let's, let's, animal, let's give credit to, to Rakic on this. Absolutely. You said he showed a couple of holes in his last fight, uh, particularly to the left hook, which was Manoa's obviously uh, sort of most potent weapon. That's the one he was looking for, and I think he's, he needed a, a KO on his record. Put a cherry on top of that cake, didn't he? He certainly did. Um, I mean, it's hard to take too much. Obviously, give him credit and everything like that, but we still haven't seen him tested yet obviously that's two first round knockouts in the last two fights I would like to see him sort of go the distance with a top tenner now just to really check out his chops true so who is that going to be young man Mano was 11 Rakic unranked so mm, for my gone. money that's straight to the top 10 obviously Gus will drop out the rankings altogether so he's a top tenner now in my opinion so who are you giving this uh, this mad an Austrian <laughs> well, I think I think Volkan's there. Obviously, he needs a fight, doesn't he? Because uh, Latifi pulled out. So depends. Yeah. It depends how well he can get. He could probably get back in tomorrow, can't he? So they might even make that that Ozdemir fight. I think that probably makes sense because Ozdemir's ready to go. He's been on a camp. He can get back on it for a few weeks. Rackets, yeah, I like Rackets that fight. Could probably go again in four weeks, couldn't he? If he fancies it. So I suppose less than that, right? I mean, I suppose whatever card needs him. Yes, yeah, so just just in case he wants a, a few days to burgers. take it easy or whatever. Yeah, but yeah, he could probably get in next week. I reckon he could do it because 47 seconds of work ain't too bad, really. No, you'd take it, wouldn't you? Oh, I would, yeah. So, so what's happening in that lightweight division, Joe? So obviously you've got Smith winning. He was at number four, I think. Manor will probably drop out now. So Rakic, I would say, is top 10. Gus has retired. You've got Johnny Walker coming through. You got Shogun still knocking about there, among others. Wait, wait, wait. Let's go back. Can I go back to Smith? Yeah, if yeah, yeah. That's possible. On. I mean, where would you like to see him sort of head towards now? Because this is slowly becoming a very sort of entertaining division, despite it being pretty top heavy with just the champion now. Yeah, you can't yeah. really throw in Smith straight away, can you? No, I think I think the the problem is there's you've only really got sort of old heads. And then you've got promising youngsters, and that's 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 kind of it. So you, you've almost got to take a gamble uh, and kind of sacrifice, I guess, or, or see how it plays out. One of these youngsters up against sort of a, a, an older, veteran, very skilled, very experienced type of fighter, because you've got no other choice, really. I think it would be nice if people like Tyson Pedro or or Rakic, people of people of this ilk, could have a few more fights before. They really tested themselves. Like, imagine if these sort of fighters were in the lightweight division, they could have a ton of fights. They could fight whoever they want before they got to the to the top guys. If you're looking at light heavyweight, they sort of, they got no choice. Once you win a couple of fights, that's it. You have got to fight the big boys now. Yeah, it's a really good point. It's, it's much like the sort of women's sort of thinner divisions, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. And the heavyweights. Um, I, I like the look of uh, Rockhold if he beats. That's a good shout, Blavich, yeah. Because they've had a bit of had a bit of uh, trash talk Definitely. between themselves, haven't they? So you can't throw Smith back in there with Jones. Obviously, no one's clamouring for that. But like I sort of mentioned earlier, Jones didn't he pick? 
I want to fight Santos, I want to fight Luke Rockhold, and I want to fight Johnny Walker. Now, if Smith goes and beats Luke Rockhold, he sort of put his name straight back in the hat again. So I think that's going to be the best option for him. I mean, everybody's going to be rooting for Smith there. He's likable as it is, let alone against someone like Luke Rockhold, who's unlikable. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think that's got to be the route he's got to go down. Um, with regards to Rakic, I think he's just sort of got to try and go through the old lines, like you say, Shoguns, Glovers, and really sort of get that name recognition um, off of them. Yeah, I would agree with you. Should we move on to uh, some smaller guys? Some smaller guys? Yes. Yeah, go on then. Throw, throw them some at me. It was a shame we missed out on the other light heavyweight fight, actually, Latifi uh, Volcan. But yeah, what about uh, Fishy? Unlucky Chris Fishgold up against Amir Khan. He said it would be a tough fight. We thought uh, Fishy might sort of uh, work his way through the rounds and look to pick up a submission later on. But in the end, it's Amir Khan. He kind of beat him at his own own game, unfortunately. Pick up, picked up the... Uh, what was it? An Anaconda, was it, in round two? So, unlucky for uh, Chris Fishgold from Liverpool. Yeah, like you said, it was always going to be a tough one, though. Amir Khan, he's, he said he only lost to Arnold Allen. He's really experienced now, good on the ground, striking and everything. So it was always the fight be as tough. well, really, didn't he? Bossed the fight? Yeah. All oh, um, right. Yeah, yeah I thought he was winning. He was doing well. And yeah, it was unlucky. Really fair play to Amir Khan. He was quality submission in the end. I was getting dizzy watching it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. As he was trying to escape, you sort of, yeah. I was watching that hungover as well, so you can imagine how I was feeling what was going. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he just sort of uh, sort of sat in turtle for a split split second too long, didn't he? Fish gold, and that was it. Amir Khan snapped it on, and once it's once it's as tight as it as it was, then it's difficult to get out of, ain't it? From there, he did everything in his power to sort exactly, of get out of that, yeah. and he was doing all the right things. And we said we wanted uh, sort of a ground war or sort of ground exchange and we got it so can't ask for more from that from a sort of spectator's point of view And but like you said unlucky for Fishgold I think he'll certainly be back he's only 26 isn't he am I right 26-ish he's only 26, young yeah, um, 26 and he's already the only two he's lost to have been sort of competitive fights and they're both good fighters in Qatar and Amir Khani so he'll certainly be back hopefully Amir Khani could push on now though from his point of view, because yeah. he's always been the nearly man and he really needs to sort of step up now, I think, and sort of build on what he did on Saturday. So who else should we throw in here then? I think Giagos, he looked good against Hadzovic. Did you watch that one? Um, I I was watching bits and bobs of that one. Why don't you talk me through it? It was a good fight, actually. It was a good fight, very even. I'd say uh, Giagos probably nicked it two rounds to one because I, I, I didn't watch with any commentary this week, so I had it. I was just Why? Kind of, because it was the Sunday after the Champions League final. Anthony Joshua had lost, so I got up, stuck TalkSport on, and then stuck the uh, fights on as well. So I was listening to to the both, getting all my news. <laughs> yeah, all right, cool. That's a that's a fair enough explanation. Continue. So anyway, I don't know uh, what the scores were, the cards were. So that was my point. Anyway, but yeah, I would say ah, I, would, I would say Giagos won it two one. I think. Hadzovic looked good. He, did, he looked uh, very good on his, his feet, I thought. Uh, good, crisp, clean striking. But Giagos, a bit more experienced, put, put the pressure on, really. Sort of ground out, ground out the uh, the rounds. His own good striking himself, but just did a little bit more to sort of dominate the octagon, if, if that makes sense. So, uh, good decision win for him. I think we had um, Daniel Taymor as well was on there. And I said, watch out for the, uh, his fights because he always fights debutantes. He was up against Sung Bin Jo this week. I thought, oh, he's, he's probably on a bit of a hide into nothing here, but proved me wrong. He got the decision win and he looked quite impressive. I actually, I did see that one. Yeah, he did look impressive. He did, didn't Sung Bin Jo didn't turn up, did he? No, not really. So I think, obviously, he's, put, he's, he was put on so much. He was well in his face when he came more and just like a little <laughs> yeah. ball, of, ball of energy. Oh, so he was. Just, yeah. In, in all aspects, takedowns, striking, up pure sort of kicks, and just beat him up really for three rounds. I thought, yeah, that was it, wasn't it? I wasn't expecting that at all. I thought, like you, he's going to hide into nothing. They're going to try and get this Sunbeam Joe to uh, <laughs> get a name off Taymor, but he didn't. Didn't didn't work out that way. And it was a very good victory for him. His first victory, and he was visibly emotional in the cage afterwards. So uh, I was quite pleased to see it for him, to be honest. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Who else was in there who uh, impressed you, Joe? 
Well, I, did you see the uh, Frank Camacho, uh, Camacho fight, Frank the Crank? I did. I did. I was very impressed with him. I thought he uh, he seems to have turned a little bit of a corner uh, with his fighting. Uh, he's all sort of normally he's been known for uh, all out war. Essentially, he's just he's going in, and he's swinging, but he took his time a little bit this week, and I I like what I saw. Yeah, just how many uh, body kicks can you throw? <laughs> Probably at least two hundred. <laughs> oh, they were they were brutal, particularly getting into that second round and uh, good stoppage in the end by the ref. Yeah, he stopped it earlier, to be honest. But yeah, I, I agree with you. He looks a lot more calm and composed, and he sort of alluded to that afterwards, didn't he? He just wants to have that Islander sort of aggression yeah. sort of stamped out a little bit and try and become a bit more technical. And it, he's looking that way. He's sort of looking like he's going to sort of fulfil a bit of that potential that we've all sort of seen in him. I think so. I think if he fights like that, I don't really see much of a reason why not. He's obviously got a good chin. He's got a good, got good power. Got good striking. Got good kicks. Goes, goes head. Goes body. Goes, goes legs. So why not? Exciting fighter, ain't he? So I think, I think he could see himself a, a few big paydays if he keeps it up. Yeah, you, uh, you could, you could see how happy Dan Hardy was when he was sort of bigging up Dan Hardy, Frank Camacho, because we know how much of a massive fan Dan Hardy is of Camacho himself. You could see the gleam in his eye. <laughs> yeah. It was like, a good moment. I like him. <laughs> but yeah, he seems like a nice fella. He does. I'm pleased for him. Yeah, a bit of a nutcase, but nice fella. Yeah, we all like a nutcase, though. Of course. Stevie, Who else is on there, Joe? Stevie Ray. Oh, uh, yeah. He got knocked, knocked out, didn't he? Round one up against Leonardo Santos, the sort of 10-year unbeaten fighter who hasn't fought for three years. Um, just an absolute monster. He was so big. He was like two weight classes above him. Yeah, maybe not two weight classes above him, but uh, he definitely definitely looked big compared to Stevie Ray. And Stevie Ray did all right. I thought he sort of was looking okay, but uh, I think I think the power showed and Santos looked looked dangerous. And he if he can if he can stay fit for a few fights, I reckon, I reckon he could be quite dangerous in there. What uh, weight division was it then? This was lightweight. Oh, okay. So obviously he's got a lot of work to do. Quite but, a few yeah. lads to get through, but there is. his record speaks for itself. Didn't you say the other day he beat Kevin Lee and yeah, and Rock, Rock Martin who's in there now? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, hopefully he stays fit um, and makes a little run and another contender in that division. Who about this hairy lad you were talking about? Yeah, so it was on the prelims actually. That uh, his name is uh, Rostam Ackman. He's, he's been in the UFC for a little while. He's had a few fights. I do like him because he might be the the hairiest man you have ever seen in your life. Like, it's just if you imagine just his torso and his arms, it's just there is not a a bare patch on him. He's literally a bear. But yeah. uh, I thought I threw him in. Yeah, so I, 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 you've had a little look, haven't you? Before before we start recording, I had to put you onto that. Yeah, I, I like his. You know, like in your lower back, just above his ass, he yes. had this. Like an arrow almost. Like one of them dodgy tattoos that women have. You know the ones I mean? Yeah, yeah. Tramp but just a hairy one above there and then just a clean shave in the middle bit with like hairy shoulder pads. Yeah. So I like yeah, it. I've got to say, it was a great shout from you for me to put me onto that. Um, I would have missed it otherwise. Uh, and he looked like he was fighting me and I, and I got the win. So Yeah, so Ackman lost all, all his troubles. It was a decent fight actually. Given their dues, so... Went too bad, but yeah, I just wanted to throw that in there because if you haven't seen it, go back and have a quick gander at Roster Macman because it's, it's a sight to behold. But <laughs> any more you want to throw in there, Matthew? Nah, not really. Not really, I've got to say. Nah, De- Devin Clark picked up a win, didn't he, against Stossage? Nothing to write home about, I didn't think. Move on then, eh? Might as well. So, well, so all, all, all told then, what, it was a good event. I mean... Oh, I liked it. I liked it, yeah. I think there were some good fights with Nick. Great finishes. Obviously, it was a shame... Who a couple of the finishes happened to, but I mm. thought I thought it was a great card. I thought the fights were really exciting. I thought the standard was high. Crowd was good. Uh, I didn't what I didn't listen to the commentary as I say, but obviously I know that will be good. So pretty impressed, really. Yeah, I mean, I only really sort of caught the main card. Yeah, well, that was it. It was on at a normal time, so I was in. I had I had the flat to myself. I thought, well, yeah. So can, when you think about Euro- a European card, obviously Europe, the USC, they're an American company, but to bring it over to Europe we're getting proper cards nowadays so to sit there and what was it four o'clock I think it started Saturday afternoon so you just sit there put that on 
go about your day and then get yourself tucked in for the main card. And, yeah. Yeah. Well, you look at that London one and this one and all, sort of hopefully some more to come as well with the European cards. Um, yeah, it's looking looking all very rosy for us over here. It is indeed. As someone who it isn't looking rosy for at all, Matthew. AJ Anthony Joshua, he was on Saturday Saturday night, early hours of, of Sunday morning, up against Andy Ruiz Jr., the much maligned, the much mocked yeah. Andy Ruiz Jr. Anthony Joshua, the the best thing since sliced bread, really. British <laughs> darling. I could not believe this when I woke up Saturday. Well, I, Sunday. I woke up to... Luckily, I weren't recording this because I got a message from someone who I'd never get a message from about fighting. <laughs> yeah. Just, uh, That's when you know about... Anthony Joshua's fighting. Yeah, exactly. It's like AJ or McGregor, one of them two. I was still steaming, obviously. I saw this message and I thought, what was he going on about here? Yeah, I got a message at like 4.45 a.m. or something. He's obviously got up to watch it. But... Yeah, do we know what price Ruiz was before this? I mean, I haven't checked, and I, and I didn't even check before because I thought this is just pointless. I didn't even have any interest in watching the fight, if I'm honest, because I thought it was such a foregone conclusion. I said it was a waste of time to people <laughs> leading up to it. And um, what's the point? For me. What was the point? It's not like a flash knockout either, was it? No, it was seven it's rounds. All... Knocked him down four times. He got knocked down in the third. I watched it on the dodgiest YouTube Highlight video of it. I was just in my life, you know, with the screen's really small. With the proper, like, Euro dance music in the background. Oh, then no, it was actually <laughs> yeah, American commentary. Right. Which was pretty pony. I think they called Anthony Joshua uh, Don, uh, Deontay Wilder at one point. But uh, that's besides the, the point. Yeah, it was one of, the screen was really small, and there was a massive picture of Ronda Rousey on the right hand side. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so As shit. You do, yeah. But I got my content out of it, and he dropped him in the after three rounds, wasn't it, Joshua? Yeah. And I thought, there you go. You, yeah, if you're watching it live, you think this is it. You're and then right. he drops him back again in that round, and then took over almost. Yeah. So then, it, then it was was it? It was uh, three rounds without a knockdown, was it? Four, five, six, and then in the seventh, he knocked him down twice again. Didn't he knock him down at another point? Could be wrong, yeah, but either yeah, way. Yeah, I'm not sure. Either but way. It weren't, it weren't like a fluke thing, but it's got to be. I was watching, uh, was it Macklin and Malianagi talking about it afterwards, and they're saying, look, he's just like, he's just gone on with the wrong mindset, thinking this is all going to be very playful and pretty easy and pretty straightforward. I need to match what Wilder done, and I'm going to be able to do it. It's just a matter of when. And they were saying, they both agreed, like, once you're in there in that mindset as a boxer, fighter, or whatever, and you realise you're actually in a fight, it's impossible to reverse that mentality and then start to get aggressive again. So if they think that's what's happened to him in there. So he's gone in there with this sort of relaxed mindset. And once you're in there, you can't just switch it on like that, like a switch. No, of course. And he was basically fucked from the get-go. <laughs> as soon as Ruiz showed up, that was it, really. Well, I mean, there's, you, there's been loads of rumours going around, hasn't there? I've done, like in conspiracies, I don't know. Snap. There's a little clip of him. I think it's at the end of the sixth round. He goes to his corner and he says to his corner, like, why do I feel like this? People have been putting that out there. So there must be... What, so what's the conspiracy theory? That Well, who, no, who knows? That's 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 the thing. Why does he feel like that? I think that's the point. But it's 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 so out, outrageous, isn't it? It's catastrophic. There, there, there has to be something sort of mentally emotionally there must be something that's that's happened to him because obviously he can lose and you can get hit with a shot or you could get beat by fury or wilder or things like that but for all intents and purposes and everything we've seen of him this sort of level of fighter in andy ruiz jr hasn't been it isn't something that should test him really it's, it's i can't you can't explain it really can you something must happen i don't know as he with all this money in the bank he's a he must have nearly a hundred mil, if if not more. Do you think he could be losing the fight? Well, it could be anything, couldn't it? I, I think the last point you made, losing the fight, could apply to this particular fight. I mean, how motivated can you be uh, with someone who's not sort of lighting that fire under you? I suppose when you when but you are fighting people his, like the others. It's his debut on U.S. soil, Madison Square Garden. Has that got something to do with it? The odd, well, it could have in. Yeah, the opposite, but obviously Wilder's been out and destroyed someone last week. Fury's <laughs> got a fight coming up. Yes, 
on paper fighting this bloke isn't the biggest motivator but I think when you wrap all, all that up in a package you've got to go out there and deliver surely the motivation will be there for that well I, I don't know no we don't I mean, know that's it do we I mean it's it's not unheard of in boxing now no, obviously Lennox Lewis Lennox yeah Rackman, that time uh, obviously Buster Douglas so it's, it does happen and you at the end of the day you, you are heavyweights and I don't know yeah he did look absolutely shattered he did so, I, 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 yeah you don't know I, I fully expect him to smash him in the rematch obviously yeah really I, I do I would and the only the only good thing about this is that in, in the rematch which I assume there has to be yeah you'll finally, be. you'll finally be able to get a decent price on Anthony Joshua I think so I think I listened to the radio yesterday I think 2 to 5 some people have priced him up for which two you, to five. If, yeah, if you look at every single other one of his fights, it's just madness, really. So, at least he's got something to fight now. Yeah, I mean, because <laughs> obviously you got the Ortiz and Wilder. They're going to rematch, and and it's looking like Fury and Wyatt, if I'm not mistaken. If uh, Fury, and it's always got to be an if now. If Fury gets past uh, that's it. His next fella, Schwartz. Schwartz. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, look, I think it's I think it's it's a blip, obviously, but it's not something he can't recover from. I think that will light the fire in him. You got to remember, he's only had X amount of amateur fights as well. He's only had a handful of fights, all told, really. Yeah, and I think he lost twice in the amateurs or three times, and he hasn't lost as a pro. So yeah, it's a big so, setback. But if he, if he comes back and he knocks him out in a, a few rounds, I think it'll all be forgotten. Really, not completely, but. To a large extent, I think it'll all be forgotten if he comes back and looks impressive and he's got that fire in his belly and, and in, in his eye. So I'm, It does I'm, take away that fight, though, doesn't it? This, the intrigue, like you've got three undefeated fighters yes. all vying for each other and it sort of makes the, the Wilder Fury too, which is good, obviously. But, um, <laughs> I'll take it. But, yeah. But it is what it is. And, look, you, it just makes me want to watch heavyweight boxing a bit more because now you know that before this, I thought, enough. This ain't going to happen, is it? What's the point in watching? And now you see it happen, you think you've got to tune in to the next one. So it's good in that regard. And heavyweight boxing's never been better. Opens up the door a little bit for Dillian White as well, who I'm a big fan of. So listen, man, I'm all for it. And it's good to see someone like Andy Rui get it because uh, he seems like a very nice chap. And I read, I think today, that he got offered Joshua for 30 grand last year. Don't know if you read the same thing, and I might be grand. wrong. 30 grand. Last year. And it took, took three mil this year? I think seven, wasn't it? Was it seven? Yeah, because it was short notice and uh, obviously, what was it, five weeks, four weeks? Three or four, I think, yeah. And he'll get, well, a bit more than that for the rematch. So you've got to hand it to him. And it's, it's great to see that. First ever Mexican heavyweight champion in boxing. So it's amazing. history making. So you've got, you got to give him his dues, I think. Yeah, and I think that leads us on perfectly to our Safawa, our weekly award, the Simon Safarov Award for Outstanding Achievement. Can only go to one man this week, I think, big Andy Ruiz Jr. Yeah, I think there's no other sort of candidates for it, if you ask me. No one uh, else has lit up the entire world in the way that this man has this weekend. It's Well, it's, it just shows you, doesn't it? It's, glo- it's a global phenomenon. Where does that rank for you? Upsets. In all, uh, in all sport, in all sport. Oh, I mean, it's up there. I don't think it's the greatest ever. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't think, uh, you know, I'm not old enough to remember sort of Mike Tyson losing, Lennox Lewis losing. it. That was still a little bit too early for me even. So be difficult I remember the Lennox Lewis one, there. but um, the Tyson one I wasn't around for. And I don't think... Joshua has the same kind of hype. He's got a lot of hype, but nowhere near as much as sort of the, the fearsome hype that Tyson had around nah, him. Not, not, um, not. Hold on, give me two seconds. I'm going to Google two seconds. So what, what is plus 1,100 in English money? I think it's about 12 to 1. Is that it? Yeah. Ugh, that's so disappointing. It's, yeah, I mean, I don't so, think you're going to get much more than that in a heavyweight boxing fight I think it was still sort of not record breaking odds but crazy odds I think Joshua was a million on so but I don't, uh, think, I don't think it's the biggest upset I think 
in sport especially, you've got to go with Leicester City, haven't you? 3,000 to 1, they were, so I think you do better. Yeah, that's, you that do well is. to find longer odds than that. you got that, or uh, Grace in the Euros. That's got to be up there, mate. People forget about that one, yeah, don't they? definitely, that's up there. Denmark uh, in the Euros back in the day. Yeah, Spurs, 99, League Cup final. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Ronda, Ronda Rousey. <laughs> what about when Ronda Rousey lost? That was huge. Yeah, um, at the time, it was a massive upset. Looking back, you're thinking, oh, of course yeah, you Yeah, now, yeah. yeah but yeah. at the time, yeah. Uh, yeah, that was a massive upset. But this is certainly up there and a, a just winner of the Safawa. Yeah, definitely. So congratulations to Andy Ruiz Jr. On top of, of your millions and, and your world title belts, you will be getting a Safawa award in the post. So fair play to you, big man. He's with some esteemed company now, isn't he? It's only the big names up there, Matthew. <laughs> This, this is no Bob joke. Bennett, this, award. Yeah, this is huh? no, this. This award is no joke. <laughs> Should we move on to the fights next week? There's no news, is there? That's it. No fight news this week. Uh, so yeah, on to the big UFC 238 pay per view event, Shy Town. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so let's get cracking, then, shall we? Where do you want to start first? Because the main event is obviously. Um, Bantamweight, the vacant Bantamweight title left vacant by uh, a Safaro Award winner himself, the Snake, TJ Dillashaw. Oh, TJ, yeah. But um, I, the, if we go to the people's main event first, should we start with the big one? Uh, I'm glad you called it that. I think that's an outstanding name. Tell the people what the people's main event is, Matthew. It is Cerrone Tony. Cerrone Tony. Look at that. In the, in the people's main event. Um, <laughs> how do you see this one, Jay? It's a firefight, isn't it? God, I can't wait. I can't wait for it. It's madness that Cerrone fought like two days ago. But, you know, I, I kind of wish with Cerrone he'd, he'd take take like a, a proper camp or something. But obviously it doesn't work for him and that's a dead horse now. So I see I see Ferguson winning it, unfortunately. I think I would love to see Donald Cerrone win the title. I don't really want to see Donald Cerrone fight Khabib. I think Tony Ferguson, he's, what, what, is it four times now we've tried to see Tony Khabib? So... I think it's four, yeah. You've got, you got to get Tony in there. I think Tony wins this. I think... I don't know. I think it will be close, you know. I think Cerrone's on an absolute tear, isn't he, recently? And you look at his performance, he's just been clinical. When he's been he's been an absolute monster, really. He's got that look in his eye. But Ferguson's just a... He's a he is a proper monster, isn't he, Ferguson? I was well, quite surprised, actually. He's 35 years old, so he does need to get a move on now, Tony. Well, he, he has been getting a move on. It's just he's not been given the chance, is he? That so is true. He's done everything he could. He'd come back from whatever surgery he, he had for that terrible injury of in months. He's won 11, 11 fights in a row, last lost in 2012. So that's seven years ago. So when I say he needs to get a move on, <laughs> I should probably say the UFC needs to get a move on and just give him that title shot. Yeah. Although I mean, they have tried. It would be an absolute travesty to not see Khabib Tony. I mean, you make, made a point. Uh, you don't really want to see Cerrone fight Khabib. That's obviously assuming Khabib beats Poirier, which I think most people, it's fair to say, would he, he would beat him. Yes. See, I'm not ruling shot, Poirier out. You can't rule him out any longer, but he's a big favourite, let's put it that way. Yeah. Um, and you talk about matchups. Khabib's just the worst matchup for, for Cerrone. So I don't think it'll be competitive. Whereas Tony is, he does it all, doesn't he? He can yeah. wrestle, he can strike, he can sub you from any which way but loose. And so, he, does, he does stuff you wouldn't even dream of doing. So yeah, and that, he's that could be the key to unlocking uh, sort of a, such a structured game as Khabib's. Yeah, he's just so sort of unorthodox, and he's uh, he's just relentless, isn't he? He's not afraid to get hit, which could be a bit of his downfall in this fight coming up I've, but, I, um, I wouldn't be surprised if he got dropped he always gets dropped he does always get dropped he always yeah. gets dropped it's just whether or not old cowboy old Donald can capitalise on that this fight I sort of liken a bit to the uh, unfortunately the Champions League final both teams turn up Tony being Liverpool will get the win but if the underdog turns up and Tony don't Cerrone can get the win um, I don't know what's your pick then you going to make one well, like I say, if, if both... That's not a pick, though, is it? No, nah, give us a chance and I shall tell you my pick. 
if the best version of both turns up, then Tony wins. That's so that's so you're picking Tony. If the best version of both turn up, <laughs> then Tony wins. Oh. What I'm saying is, Cerrone needs Tony to have a bit of an off night for in order for him to get a win. But my prediction then, yeah. The thing is with Tony, right? Go on. He's he's, he's had these problems, hasn't he? Yes. And he's come back a little bit too quick. Do you not think? And he come back quick before that from the other injury. I've just got a little feeling here that uh, Cerrone might cause the upset. I really have. I think Tony sort of, he's come back, it's a bit like, <laughs> I don't know. Well, I don't, I, don't know. Know. I don't really know the extent of the problems that he's had. I know that he's had them. and I know that they've been reported, but I don't know what they are or how severe they were. So, yeah, what you're saying, it could be a factor or it could be sort of mounting out of a molehill. It's, it's almost like, where's his head at? I suppose what I'm trying to get at. Like, yeah, Cerrone yeah. don't look any more dialed in. Like, he just looks like he's just on point with everything. Tony, on the other hand, is a bit of an unknown quantity. So I think that could pay in favour for Cerrone in that Tony might not turn up as the best version of himself. And I think Cerrone is currently the best version he's ever been. Mm, definitely. So I, I, Great show. I Great. think Cerrone could, like you say, get the get the knockdown, which Tony always is on the receiving end of. And I think he could get a late stoppage. I mean, I, I really am pulling for Tony Ferguson to win. I think it would be a great story. Obviously, Cowboy winning as well would be excellent because he'd get a title shot off the bag of it or that big McGregor fight. But I think I'd, I'd be a big gutter for Tony to because of the Khabib-Tony thing. But I think Cerrone gets it done late. Ooh, good shot. Yeah, you've you gone well out there, haven't you? I, I'm, I'm going to go Tony decision. I think three rounds will be uh, a contributing factor. I think three... I think over the course of three rounds, I see both men staying in it, but I expect Tony to just come with an all-round fire and kind of just pick up the pick up the decision win. Really, don't know if you've got any odds on on this one. Certainly do. All right. So for your big shout, the the, the Cerrone win. It's not you... as long as you would think. It's uh, eight to fifteen, Ferguson, and um, our big Donald eleven to eight. Yeah, I, I, I think that's fair. I, I wouldn't expect him to be a huge underdog. I think it is definitely a fight that could go either way. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, you've got to take into account the sort of run that Cerrone's on and the sort of inactivity of Ferguson as well. So, yeah, I think their odds are about fair. I think Ferguson's the rightly rightly so is the favourite. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sticking my neck out there on the line, going with Big Donald. You are Stop. indeed. All right, so yeah. we, shall we move on to the, uh, the little... Bantamweight double we've got going on. Yeah, why not? Well, we'll start. We'll start. We'll start with the title, shall we? And then we'll leave the we'll leave the contender double to one side. So we'll start with a title fight. Obviously, it's a vacant belt. You've got Henry Cejudo stepping up from flyweight, flyweight champ, the Olympic gold medalist, and, and don't we all know it? He's up against Marlon Moraes, who is probably the the rightful heir to the throne in this division. Cejudo uh, obviously beat TJ last time, despite. What TJ was doing behind closed doors. Mariah has beat Asensal, Rivera, Sterling, Dodson. Absolutely destroyed some people. I think I think Mariah's he's gonna to be too big and just, just too clinical and too dangerous with his striking up against Henry Cejudo. I know obviously Henry Cejudo's been amazing himself recently, hasn't he? And he he's he, he's not as small as you might think either. So Cejudo's definitely got a good chance. It's definitely a tough fight. For Marlon Marais, but I think I think Cejudo's going to be pushing himself here to not get caught. You know what you know what kind of style he's going to come with. You know what kind of game he's going to bring. And I don't know if it's going to be standing at various points in this fight. I'm not sure he's going to be able to avoid a, a, a big knee, shin, whatever from Marlon. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. I, I, I can see him getting it done. I can see him getting it done with like a head kick or or a big knee or something like that. I just think. He's just on too much of a run at the minute, isn't he? He's too big, he's too powerful. He's, his submissions, his knockouts, they can come from anywhere. And um, I, like you say, I think he's the right heir to the throne. Cejudo's probably jumped the queue a little bit too much for my liking, but he beat the, the former champion that, that way, so I'm not overly fussed about it. Um, but I think he's bitten off more than he can chew in Marlon Marais. I think an early an early stoppage. You're going early, so I'm going. I'm going middle. I'm going third. Yeah, I was going to go one or two, head kick or something. 
Yeah, that's where I'm leaning. Yeah, I Man. think there'll be plenty of flyweights rooting for Marais as well. Yeah, like, I think Cejudo's going to be sort of, sort of, he's going to be one of reaching for some takedowns. I think he, I think he might sort of uh, feel the feel the fist of fury coming from Marais, and I think he might start looking for a couple of takedowns, and then he's always liable for that for a knee or for for a kick coming low and catching him on the jaw. So that's what that's that's what I would hope to see. No offense to to Cejudo, <laughs> but yeah, it would be exciting. Yeah, he, he does rub people up a bit the wrong way, doesn't he? Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't mean I want him to get like obliterated, yeah. but it would just be. You want bit. to see Marlon yeah. win? Yeah, that's it. Basically, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I, I think it's I think it's a very fun fight. It's a good one. Or name wise, a bit overshadowed by uh, Cerrone Tony, but cracking main event, all told, though. Definitely. So with that, I think we might as well move on swiftly to that. Also, that that bantamweight double header that I mentioned so we've got two bantamweight fights here four top contenders probably probably all looking to, to to have the next title fight after this one I would think we may as well start where do you want to start with Rivera and Yan we like a bit of Peter Yan yeah I think this is probably the sort of the lower of the two the two contender fights would you say I mean Rivera's on a two fight skid am I right in saying just guessing there, Joe. No, just the one. He lost to Sterling in December, didn't he? But he beat Dodson in, uh, before, uh, we, before that. And then before Marais, that, Marais knocked him out. Uh, yeah. So, But he won his previous 20 before that, if that, if that means anything. It means nothing to me, Joe. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> but Peter Yan, like you say, yeah, he's a big fan. We're a big fan of his. And he got a, a big win last time out against the aforementioned Dodson. Am I yeah. right in that as well? Yeah, that was his biggest win to date. So, I think, you know, with regards to both of these fights, I think the winner of the Sterling Munoz one gets the, gets the title shot. But if anyway, that's a dud. And Yan puts on an, an obliterating performance. I think Yan could jump the queue. I think he could. 12-1, and one, he'd be 13-1 and one after that. It'd be hard to sort of not hype that up, really. Yeah. I think if, sort of, say, Sterling sort of grinds out a, a sort of boring decision, but Yan sort of KO's Rivera in round one with a flying knee or something like that, I, th- I think this is like a sort of standoff. It's like an audition for uh, for the next title fight. Yeah, and they might may even... I was going to say they could fight the loser of the main event, but that wouldn't make wouldn't make sense if Sahuno lost, would it? But No, I, I mean... They would, be, they would be next, next in line, definitely. Because we know Sterling's style can sometimes be sort of a bit grinding and, and something like that. And I just wonder if he does sort of fights not to lose almost, but then does get the win that it, it could leave him wanting. And uh, Jan can sort of put on a special performance and get the title shot. But I, I think it'll be difficult against Munoz. Really, I do. I know you're a big fan, Joe. Yeah, well, I like, I like Peter Yan, and just going back to this fight, I was a big fan of Jimmy Rivera as well. I still am. I still like Jimmy Rivera. He's, He's your outside pick, isn't he? That was it. I picked, he was my outsider pick to be the, the champ at the end of the year. I thought he might make a little bit of a comeback. Um, obviously, he hasn't quite worked out. I had a tough loss to Sterling last time out, but his chin held up after his sort of previous knockout, so that was good to see. So I think this is a tough fight, but I do fancy Peter Yan in this. I think he's got an all-round game that... I'm not quite sure Rivera will be able to deal with, if I'm honest. So I'm going for a Yan decision in this one. Would you like me to provide you some odds? Please. So, Peter Yan, huge favourite. One to four. Oh, wow. I didn't think it would be that big, you know. Yeah, I didn't either, actually. You're not going to be putting any pennies on that, surely. I mean, no. Rivera's looking a bit more enticing out of five to two. Five to two. For a dangerous knockout artist as well, let's be honest. Yeah. And then you got oh we didn't go through the the main event one actually. Sahudo's the underdog at evens and Mariah's at eight to eleven, which I think is quite a good price if I'm honest. Yeah, I do like that actually. You could do well, Ferguson and Mariah's would be good, Cerrone and Mariah's would be good as a little double. Yeah. And also you got um Sterling four to six and Munoz eleven to ten. That's a good that's a good bet. Eleven to ten on Munoz. Yeah, definitely. Because go on, get your pick out of the way for Yan and then we'll move on to that one. Yeah, I, th- I think yeah, and to yeah. go in a decision. Yeah, yeah. I think I think Rivera's he's tough. I think he'll sort of whoever the storm, and I think he'll um, he'll survive, but um, but he will ultimately lose the decision. Did you go decision as well, right? Yes, yeah, agreed. And the other one? So yeah, yeah, Pedro Munoz. Difficult not to back him. I think in this fight against Sterling after his last one, put on a sort of a 
well, outstanding performance against Cody Garbrandt, didn't he? I think obviously Garbrandt played into his hands a little bit and Garbrandt did hurt Munoz ever so slightly himself. So it was kind of a strange fight really, but beating Garbrandt, beating Caraway, beating Johns, all right, they're not the biggest names, but if you look at his last fight, I think it's going to be a very, very difficult match-up for Sterling. I think everything Sterling can do, you would think Munoz does it just as well. Is that fair? Yeah, you, yeah I think... Obviously, Sterling's got some really good wrestling, but what's he going to do if he's wrestling Munoz? Yeah, you don't want to be grappling with that boy, <laughs> and you, when we've seen, uh, you, you don't want to stand with him either. I, I really fancy Munoz here. I can't. I, I get why Sterling's favoured, but um, I think eleven to ten's a great bet. I think he could uh, submit him. Yeah, I mean, I was making my picks earlier, and I've made them for all of these, and this one, I just, I just think it'll be a decision either way. That's what, that's the most like safest bet I can make because. It's a lot to lose from both, isn't it? So it's this is quite... massive, yeah. I, I think, despite what I said about the Yan, if he puts on a performance, and this is a snooze fest, the likely outcome is that unless there's a dodgy decision or some controversy in the main event, the winner of this will fight for the title next. Would you agree? I would definitely agree, yeah. So that could lead it to being a bit of a sort of bit of a stalemate and a bit tentative, and that a I decision think... is probably likely. But if they do open up, I can see it certainly and. Aljamain goes for a takedown. I can certainly see Munoz submitting him late. So, is that what you're going for? Is that what you... Third round sub. Third round sub. Do you know what? I'm going to go Sterling decision. I do like Sterling, and I'd like to see Sterling win. I think, not to be like cliche, but I think he's a bit more athletic. I think his athleticism will see him through over the 15 minutes, Sterling. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 but I do in all seriousness that's, I do I do I do think that so I think I think it'll be so even I think it'll just be the, those those couple of moments where Sterling's able to just regain control or, or, or whatever, whatever the case may be hopefully I do like him and I like I love everyone in that camp that he's in so that always swings it in uh, his favour you know obviously Ray Longo Matt Sarah and all that crew uh, but yeah, I just got a feeling for Munoz. He's on a bit of a tear at the minute. Obviously, just knocked out the former champion. Yes, he did sort of play into his hands and got extremely reckless. But he's on a run all the same. So I, I really do fancy him to get the win there, if I am honest. So up next, we'll throw throw some uh, females into the mix. It's actually co-main event that we've kind of glossed over a little bit for the for flyweight belt, no less. Valentina Shevchenko up against Jessica Rye. Shevchenko, you'll get to the odds in a second. I, w- I would imagine is a massive favourite in this one. Beat Joanna at last time out to, to take the belt. Jessica Rye kind of almost come from nowhere a little bit. She lost four fights in a row, and then since then she's beaten Farrier, Jessica Rose Clark, and uh, Caitlin Chukagian. So she, she's done well. Um, it's a bit of an odd one, this division. It is a strange one. I think I think I, I expect Shevchenko to get this done. She looks, she does look class, and she does look sort of a good, good weight and a good size for this division as well. Yeah, it's fourteen to one on. <laughs> right. Well, I won't be betting on that then. That's the only reason we've not really sort of we've we've waited four or five fights to even mention it. Is that it's it's sort of still finding its feet, and it's hard to sort of get excited for the the title fight. Saturday is just purely on that we think it's a foregone conclusion but you never know in fight sports but um, yeah it's what it is isn't it so you're going Shevchenko decision or do you think she'll get the stoppage uh, if it's five rounds I expect her to get some kind of stoppage alright fair enough I've got I've got Jessica Rye hanging in there I've got a decision for Shevchenko for me but you know, these divisions, they're going to take time, aren't they? So you're trying to sort of filter out some of the, the straw weights coming up and the bantam weights coming down. Yeah, and of I course. Think it's, and it's, Shevchenko's it's a fantastic fighter as well, so I don't think... We're not disrespecting it at all. It's no. just, it's just It does... Obviously, it's just she's 14 division. to 1 on, isn't she? So that, that tells the story. Yeah, it's just the division needs time to sort of work its way. I reckon in a, a year or two, that'd be one of the more exciting divisions, to be honest. It's... Uh, I, like Bantamweight, I think they're, they're a little bit too big. I think there's not enough sort of talent there. But at Strawweight, there's sort of ample talent, as we'll get to in a minute. Um, so, yeah, I think in a few years, this will be a good division. I, hopefully, Shevchenko has a good adversary to come through or two. 
Um, one of which might be Jojo, who's got a big fight as well, probably a number one contender fight, do you reckon? I think that's very possible. I think she deserves it, doesn't she? I think she's, well, she's strung a couple of wins together now, which was crucial. She was a, she was a little bit up and down. And I think lately she has, she has strung a couple of wins together against good names. Uh, yeah, do you think this is a straight shootout for a title shot? I think so. As, uh, it's great it's, to it's see, still... wouldn't it? It'd be fantastic for, for Jojo to get the shot. Yeah, she's been around for years. A true veteran, um, Scotland, Scotland's own. I think she deserves it after all the sort of years she's put into it. Um, it's a tough fight, though. It's not going to be easy. She's got what are some look at the odds here. She is the favourite, but only just eight to eleven and evens. Uh, how'd you say anything? Chukagian. Chukagian, yeah, I believe. Chukagian. How'd you see this one going down? No, I think Jojo gets this done. Mm. I think. I've seen, for some reason, I've seen quite a few of Chukagian's fights. I think it's just because her name sticks in my head, so I remember them. But mm. she, she, she's not the most imp- impressive, if I'm being honest. It's kind of a sort of a bit of an all-rounder, like a, a, a jack of all trades type fighter. She's hard as nails, takes takes a good dig, <laughs> constant pressure. She's she's on you all the time. I think she's I think she's Hawaiian. Could be making it up, but I think she's Hawaiian, so she's got that kind of. Um, Frank Camacho, uh, a la Max Holloway type vibe. So she she is a bit of um yeah a bit of a monster. But I think Calderwood Jojo she's much more skilled. If I'm being honest, and I do expect her to pick up the win. Yeah, hopefully she gets over the line. It'd be good to see. She's um yeah she's always been a favourite of mine in the women's division. She's just, like I say been around for ages. She's put in the graft. She's cut her teeth sort of in the sort of other organisations. It'd be good to see. Um, yeah, I don't know too much about Chikagian. I now know she can take a dig. So <laughs> I'll can. keep my eye out for that. But the on that, the, the, the ladies' fight that I'm most looking forward to on this card, and it's not a title fight or anything like that, it's um, Tatiana Suarez. My pick for who I thought would be the champ in the strawweight division at the end of the year. I think this is probably, she'll have this one, she'll have one more, and then she's got a title shot. But she is up against Nina Ansarov, who is a bit of a, a veteran. She's... She's won her last four. She beat Claudia Gadalia last time out, if you remember that. Beat Randa Marcos, beat Angela Hill as well. Uh, but Tatiana Suarez, I think some people are calling her sort of the, the, the female Khabib with her style. I think that'd be pretty accurate. She beat Carla Esparza last time, beat Grasso, beat Cooper with subs, TKOs. Only a 7-0 and record, but I'm not sure that that really matters. I think Suarez is going to get another impressive stoppage this weekend. Yeah, if Chukaki can take a dig, Suarez can give a few. Cool. She's on, yeah, mate. Scary. She's a monster, isn't she? She is, yeah, a machine. She is an absolute machine. You know, similar to we had Aspen Ladd last week. I think she or not. She was fighting last week. I think she would do well to kind of. She's got a similar sort of base to Suarez. She'd do well to try and emulate her because I think she's going to go far and I think she's going to be very, very difficult for bit to beat. And if, if, all, if all things sort of go according to plan. She has been compared to Khabib with a style. She could be sort of a reigning champ like Khabib as well. I think she could be that good. I've got to agree with you, Joe. I think you nailed it with your pick, didn't you? For the title at the end of the year. She looks very impressive. I think you look at Andrade, you know, Rose, these sorts of people would struggle, I think. I think, um, what was it? You... Sorry, just burping up there. <laughs> Had a katsu curry before I left work. <laughs> You say uh, you think she might have to have another fight off this. I think this is a straight number one contender fight. Yeah, it could honest. be. It could be. I just think... Um, who else is there for her to beat if she gets past Ansaroff, who beat Gadea? Yeah, I mean, that's, that is that is the thing. But in an ideal world, I'd like to see her just get another one under her belt. That's all I'm saying. But yeah, you, you are probably right. And <laughs> if she puts on an impressive performance and gets a stoppage, it'd be pretty difficult not to, wouldn't it? It's like you said earlier, like heavyweights, isn't it? It's just these fighters don't really get the chance to get their experience without having to fight the sort of upper echelons first. So it's, it's tough, really. But she's looked fucking so good that she's not even been had a, laid a glove on her. So I think she'll easily beat Ansaroff at the weekend. I think she's going to get around one or round two TKO. Yeah, I agree with you, Matthew. I've gone, I've gone round three. I think Ansaroff might have enough to, to stick around. I think Ansaroff might show her <clears throat> one or two different things maybe so I think I think she'll hang around and I think it'll be 
a pretty sort of telling performance from Suarez that she is able to go for for a little bit longer and, and still still come out victorious. So that's how I see it. If we look to the rest of the card, there's plenty more on there that we haven't covered, but let's just throw a couple more in, Matt. I think you've got the uh, heavyweight. Do like to see heavyweight. Tie to Avassa. He's up against Blagoy Ivanov. To Avassa lost to it was JDS, wasn't it, last time out? Yeah. I think that was was that in Australia? It was indeed. Yeah, so it wasn't a yeah. good, it wasn't a good night. But he was uh, he was unbeaten at that point, so he's eight to one still up against Ivanov. Seventeen and so we beat Rothwell in March. I don't know if you remember that one, Matthew. It was pretty of a dodgy decision from memory. Yeah, it was a very close fight, so that could have gone either way. Lost to JDS before that. Two of us beat Olofsky, uh, Rashad Coulter before his own JDS loss. So I like two, two of us are great personality. Aussie loves a shoey. Part of that whole sort of crew they got coming up out of uh, Australia and New Zealand now. I hope that two of us gets a big knockout win, if I'm honest. I'm going for a decision. I think he'll get a win. I do like his personality. <laughs> He's got a Addy Ruiz style bod. Yeah, which I'm always, always a fan of. So yeah. uh, that's very in at the minute. I might get one myself. I'm halfway there. <laughs> I didn't want to say, Joe. <laughs> but uh, I'm going for the more even off style. So, uh, But I think he'll get the job done, to be honest. Even off's good, but not overly effective. He's he's just a bit of a grinder, it seems. He's all right at everything. But I think two of us has probably learned from the JDS fight. He's got a bit more sort of finishing power and he's... And he's still learning. He's young, isn't he? So in between fights, you'd hope he'd have got a, a lot better than we saw against JDS. So I, I fully expect him to get the win, and I think he'll go uh, 15 minutes. All right. Well, I, I reckon he'll get it. Round two is my one. And then we've got to touch on, obviously, UK-based podcast. We've got a UK-based fighter, Darren the Dentist. Stuart, absolute top, top draw nickname. I think we can all agree on that one. He's up against Bevan Lewis, who... He's dangerous himself. I believe he came out of the Ultimate Fighter. I think he won that. And then he fought Uriah Hall, beat the absolute shit out of Uriah Hall in the first round, but then got knocked out in that same round. So very dangerous up against uh, the dentist, as I say. Matthew Clark. We always pick the Brits. They haven't been doing too well for our official picks lately. It's getting, getting slightly it's embarrassing. It's a Drake-esque curse, isn't it? That's it. Yeah, it is. And, and we'll have to update the scores soon as well. We've been slacking on that. I think... We were two all going into the last week, so we'll have to update that. But as I say, going back to the fights, Darren Stewart lost his last fight actually to Shabazian. Before that, he's beat Charles Bird and Eric Spicely in this middleweight division. So a couple of decent wins on there. He's only got a nine and four record, Stewart. So you would think he's got plenty of fights left in him. He's only twenty-eight years old. Bevan Lewis, twenty-eight himself. He's he's got a height advantage. Six foot three, Lewis is in this middleweight division. Um, obviously, as I say, lost in December on his UFC debut. Like I say, we always pick the Brits. I'm picking Darren Stewart in this. I think it will be a decision. I don't think Stewart's going to want to get involved in a all-out brawl with Lewis. So I think he might try and test him in a couple of different areas. Or hopefully, anyway, that's how, what I would do. And I think it will be have enough to get a decision in this one. Yeah, I think the extraordinary gentleman, Bevon Lewis, another great nickname. Two... Yeah, two Stand belters. Out. Two belters in this one. Two belters. He, he looked really good against Uriah Hall and sort of Uriah Hall sort of just, just clocked him, didn't they? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But but Stuart, I think, um, I think he's striking. He, he's Achilles Hill, basically, is the ground game. So if this is standing, from memory, that's what the Lewis likes to do. I think it could play into Stewart's hands. I really do. Yes, I do pick the Brits all the time, and I really hope I'm not making them lose with a, a horrible split decision jinx. Could be. But I really do think the dentist is coming to his own. He was unlucky in his last fight. He lost a split decision, and he um, he was written off because the other guy was highly touted, and uh, the dentist game sort of took everything he threw at him and threw it back at him. I think we can see something similar here. I think a lot of people are high on Lewis. And I think um, Stuart can sort of derail that. Hopefully, yeah. Should we have some odds on that? Go on, yeah. Chuck. Give me, give me uh, two of Asher as well. I don't think you gave me that one. I'll tell you what I didn't do. I didn't give you uh, Suarez. He's a, a nifty little 10 to 1 on. Yeah, it's probably to be expected. But look, if you like the underdogs, man, answer off fives. Mm. You got I don't like the underdog just... in that one. No? All right, okay. Yeah. 
So that's eight to thirteen favourite, mate. Yeah, that's probably a decent price as well. What about Black Oil? Black Oil, my boy, six to five. Well, not great either, is it? Really, I thought. No, nah, I'm avoiding that, mate. Don't bet on heavyweights. No. Try, I, honestly, I, every time I bet on heavyweight, he's like five to one on away. I remember I bet on Overeem versus uh, Travis Brown, and he's got kicks in the face and knocks him out. <laughs> he's one to five years ago, so I'll never do that again. But uh, the dentist is 13 to eight against Lewis is four to nine. So I like Lewis. Um, I like Stewart there. Mm. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it might be fair, but I don't know. I might, if you look at I guess... Bevan Lewis, he's, he's looked exciting. He's obviously got power, hasn't he? He hasn't really done much. Stewart's probably done more, I would say. But, yeah, quite a surprising odds. But I think that makes it a very good bet to get behind the dentist. Yeah, so I'm having a go on some of these uh, underdogs, mate. I've got Cerrone, you know, I've got... I've got, I've got uh, Munoz. I've got Darren Stewart. Some, some good little cheeky prices out there. So, plenty to have a nibble on. All right, so... What is your fight of the night? What are you most looking forward to? All the usual questions. Performance of the night, who's it going to be? Well, I think they go hand in hand. I think Ferguson Cerrone, obviously. Most looking forward to? Yeah, and yeah, I think Cerrone great. will get performance of the night. Cerrone, yeah. Yeah. If he's going to beat him, he's got performance of the night, basically. I think Marais could look impressive. Um, and I think Munoz. So, who, who about yourself? Yeah, I think got to be... Cerrone Tony, isn't it, for the sort of most anticipated. Can't wait to see that one. Performance of the night might go Marias, head kick KO. Yep. And fight of the night, something like that. Yeah, Sterling Munoz could turn into a bit of a classic. Lewis Dentis could, if you look at Lewis's last fight. Rivera Yan, that could be a scrap. Overall, just some absolute, yeah, belters again, aren't there, on this one? Yeah, and we haven't even mentioned, you got like Angela Hill on there. You've got uh, Kavalkovic, a lot of ladies. Hopefully a big performance from Jojo, of course. Eddie Wineland still doing it on there. Calvin Qatar, Ricardo Lamas. This card is absolutely ramming. It is, there's loads. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to this one. Um, I'll certainly try and get an acker out. Joe, anything else to cover? No, so, as we say, this is Split Decision UK. Thank you very much for listening. I hope you did enjoy it. If you can, give us a follow on Twitter or Instagram or search for us on iTunes, Split Decision UK. Maybe leave a review, five stars, subscribe, something like that. We'd really appreciate your help. Uh, we're also available on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, all over the gaff. So, yeah, hit us up. Be nice to interact with some of you as it is. I hope you have a good week. We'll be here same time next week. Laters. Nice.